You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Hey guys, Basic Garden here. So you, you are officially locked into another episode of Rewind with Basa. And I know my last episode, I wasn't at home, but you got to give me a break. Your girl is still recovering from an injury. So sometimes I am not coming into the radio station, but we're here now. And once again, I will be joined by my good buddy, Mark Handsome. Last time you guys seen me with Mark, we were in Vegas. And that's definitely the commercial that you guys see. Um... That plays during Rewind with Basa a lot. I mean, it's an absolute schmood. And if you were at the mixer, you ended up seeing it there also. We're going to definitely catch up with Mark and everything that he's been up to since we last talked to him right after we jump into the intro. Hello, Mark. What's popping? How you doing? Great. How you feeling? <laughs> Are you asking the same question twice? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm great. I'm good. God's good. God's greatest. I'm feeling blessed. I'm out here in Seattle. Sliding, so it's, it's always a good feeling to be productive. How has the uh, Seattle weather been treating you? Uh, Seattle weather, it's, it's it's nothing. You know what I mean? I came prepared. Yeah. I'm bubbled down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was ready. You know what I mean? I do remember you were saying something about how it gets like dark here super duper fast. And you were like, why is it three o'clock and it's all dark? Yeah. Um, when I slid in here on um Sunday... I think it was about three o'clock and I was already getting ready to like um get my Netflix and chill on. You know what I'm saying? Not realizing it was three o'clock. I'm thinking it's like seven, eight, nine o'clock. You know what I mean? I was getting in a smooth, like you say. Schmoody wood. Yeah. It's a good moment. Schmoods are good to have. You know, I feel bad for people that never experience a good schmood, man. It's it's a moment in time. Um, let me ask you this. So right now, obviously you're back in Seattle. Um, last time I saw you in Seattle was when I was still on Cube. Um, you had dropped your song with Jim Jones, uh, if I like it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, video wasn't quite out yet, but that is why we ended up going down to Vegas. Uh, since then, you've dropped the video. You've done some performances with Jim. Um, let's talk about a little bit of, I don't know, that rollout and how that went. Like, did everything go the way that you wanted when the song came out and the video came out? Do you feel like you got the response that you deserved? I definitely got the response um, that I deserved. However, I wouldn't say I was um, prepared for the response to really be that solid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I did go into New York um, prejudging situations because of the um, East Coast and West Coast thing differences. But what I learned while I was there is that um, the East Coast really rock with you. It's it's all about what you bring into the table. And... um. I was um, excited to see how the turnout was, um, how the people reacted to the situation um, as I moved through the city, as we did the video. And just as I moved through the city in period, um, period, they just showed a lot of love. So I think um, it definitely turned out the way I needed it to do and um, blossom into some other business ventures, you know, because I, I, I put I. I use that for sure. I, I use that. You know, you collab with a veteran. You like, man, let me get out here and uh, get the fruits of my labor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Now, for those that don't know, um, yes, it was a collaboration, but you have more going on with Jim Jones than just having him as a feature on your song. So right. you want to catch up the people that may be sleeping in the back. What's been going on with you and Jim Jones? Your, I don't want to say like partnership, but it's more so signing to his label and working right. together. Right. Yeah. Um, I signed to Vamp Life um, pretty much um, 
you know, when Jim did the feature, um, I didn't really know how much work we was going to do. You know, we ended up um, doing the record. I, I pushed it for about five months um, solo. Um, I didn't ask him to jump in. I didn't ask for, you know, his help. Because most people who get features with somebody's, um, with somebody large, you know, they expect them to jump in. You know, they hitting them like, yo, 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 yo. Why aren't you retweeting me? Right. Why aren't you reposting me? Right. And so, you know, um, I just pushed you know, the pedal to the floor and I just did my thing and um we landed on a um worldwide uh DJ conference call that um he joined in on and um he saluted um me on the on the um worldwide DJ call. Um he spoke on how he felt about what I was doing and um and at that point he rolled out the opportunity to do the video that I didn't know we were gonna do, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, so like before that call, what you're basically saying is that video wasn't planned. You had the song, the song was done. He put you on the call, or at least you were on the same call, whether however that happened. Right. But within this call, he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna jump on the video with you." Like, right. is that what happened? Yeah, I, cause cause they asked, you know, on this call, the DJs were like, you know, is a video coming? Mm -hmm. Um, knowing me and him hadn't discussed that, I tried to sway away from. You know, the conversation you didn't at that make time. You seem like you were putting him in a corner. like Exactly. Right. So when they asked me, you know, I'm kind of like, well, you know, we ain't talked about a gym, you know, doing his thing or whatever. Like, no, nah, we're going to get the video done, bro. We're going to get the video done. So at that time, you know, that was music to my ears. Like, OK, cool. You know what I'm saying? And um, about a week and a half later, we was on the plane um, headed to New York. We landed. We touched down. Um, um, Pone, Jim's manager. Shout out to Pone put it together for when I hit the city. We had the um, videographer and, um, you know, and we got things done. Shout outs to uh, Will C and Street Heat for putting that together. They they moved me through New York, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it, it was bomb, you know what I mean? They moved me all through there. We was all through the Apollo and we ended up in Harlem um, in Jim's area, you know what I mean? So it was dope to go into um, his area and um, be a part of what he does and be a part of where he come from. And um, get the support from the people in the environment as we were shooting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So at this time, were you signed to Vamp <clears throat> or did that come later? So so I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I went down there with the with the idea of, you know, I was going to ask him, like, you know, what's, what's popping? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, God's good. You know, I left there with the situation. You know what I mean? And I left there, you know, a vamp. You know what I'm saying? So since joining Vamp, how would you say your career has been moving? Um, you know, it's definitely notable. Like Jim has um had a large body of work, large catalog of work. He's done good business. So, you know, being under a umbrella that he's created and and has known for, you know, um doing great things. You automatically get um, that kind of pass to you um, when you mention in your situation over there. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's dope that how people respect him when you mention your affiliation with that. They automatically, you know, give you some love off of that. And it gives you an opportunity to move into that and then show them that, um, you know, that you up to par as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely has opened up. A lot of doors. It definitely has stamped me in a lot of situations. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, it, it went full throttle after that. Is there, like, anything 
I mean, you don't obviously have to share all the tidbits, <laughs> but I mean, obviously you're working with an OG like Jim Jones. So is there like something that he's like told you or any advice that he's given you since you've been working with him to where you're like, man, that was like some real shit. Like that was some real OG like advice he just gave me right there. You know what? Um, I think the thing about him, um, Jim ain't, Jim ain't a man of like just a lot of words. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, he said a couple of things here, cop, you know, drop a couple of gems there. But the thing, biggest thing I learned from him is um, he's a person who respects a person getting out here and, and hustling. So I say what I learned from him is no matter what I do, who I work with or whatever, to just make sure that I'm grinding. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it allows me to do records with people and make good music, but still at the same time rely on myself. And if it comes full throttle from their participation, then it's dope. But it's it's made me stay on top of my game, um, you know, in, in that in that essence. Because, mm -hmm. you know, to see how he respects people who grind. And in the world today, like people respect you for, for what you what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta make people believe in it first, anyways. Yeah. Like you bring a feature, people already believe in them, you know what I'm saying? Because of the status they are. So um, what is what he's taught me is to make people believe in you, like no matter, you know, how you moving or no matter what's connected to you, like at the end of the day is you. So make sure they believe in you. I love that. So, OK. Um, random question. Do you think that you two would ever do like a joint tour of some sort? Man, absolutely. Um, You know, you know, since having a record with him. You know, a lot of times um, now when I'm um, sought out for for different venues and situations like that, and if they're following the um, catalog, you know, they, they, they piggyback on records that I'm doing with people collectively. So a lot of times it is, um, so, you know, what about Jim? You know what I'm saying? All yeah. the time. So I think there's definitely um, a lot more opportunities for me and him to collab and do things. I am curious to know what you think about, um, and this just like came to mind. There's a lot of times where people say artists shouldn't sign with other artists that are still doing music. Do you feel like, like obviously like there are certain situations where that's not it, but how do you feel like your situation is different? Um, I do believe there's some truth to that because some artists who are still in the um, me, me, me factor, you know what I mean? You wouldn't want to be under an umbrella like that. You know what I mean? Because it's not too much that they're going to pour back into the people that are um, under their umbrella. But if you if you watch Jim right now, Jim gives back like heavily to, to his camp. You know what I mean? He's heavily involved in extending himself to those of us who are working and putting things together. You know what I'm saying? So I can definitely say that he um, reflects somebody who's not self-centered and want to see other people win. You know, and he's definitely about his environment. So think about that. Jim is really about putting on for New York and putting on for Harlem, his section. And me being from South Central and him extending that, extending that to me, that already shows you um, the heart he got um, and the way he want to see others win who are working for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I've never felt that way in my situation with him, like other artists may complain about it with the umbrella they've gotten under. 
I love that. Um, and, you know, like it's just one of those things where sometimes it's not a fortunate situation, but just knowing what you have done thus far with Jim mm-hmm. Jones is definitely not your case, which is why I'm like, oh, let's talk about this real quick. Yeah. Um, but you are in Seattle. And for one, you came to my media mixer last night. What'd you think? Yeah, you know, I was like, look, look at young Oprah. <laughs> you heard, like, look at young Oprah, you know what I mean? No, it was it was definitely a vibe. Um, It was dope to see you guys all, you know, fellowship like that um, at a dope place, a museum. You know, it was good to see other cultures open up the doors to our culture. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was a vibe, you know. Um, People were... um very very uh open to interaction you know you ain't had that you you know what i mean the you seattle know? freeze that yeah, people yeah. and that's why i wanted to ask you about it because you know you've been up here a couple times at this point right and before you came up here you would always be like what's it like out there like i always hear but then you know in comparison to other times that you've been here where you maybe haven't been out like that I feel like this might have been your first time where you actually saw normal black Seattle being black Seattle and interacting that, and not being weird. So that was the thing. Like every time that I've come here, it been straight to the business. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I've been moved into this business, this meeting. You know, it's boom, boom. Like it's been all structured. So last night at your event was my first time um, networking and moving with Seattle, you know, people. And it was dope, you know. Um, I was telling people uh, this morning that everybody was really open to conversation. Everybody was, you know, really uh, approachable and things like that. And everybody was vibing, you know what I'm saying? I felt a lot of love. I got a lot of love last night, which carried on to us, you know, going out to eat and and your and your mixer carrying over to the restaurant. You know Child, what I'm saying? Thomas Street owes me yeah. a coin. <laughs> right. So yeah, it was a vibe. You know what I'm saying? It was definitely a good experience to see how people um move out here because I never had you know been in the function with people yeah. to know how I move. And I feel like most people don't even know that that is a portion of Seattle. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's one of those things where I think Seattle is such a question mark to the general public to where it's like, oh, they think of the protests and other things like that. But it's like, no, we have like a whole like black cluster. And like, yeah, there are the tech is big out here, but we have a lot of black people in tech, too. Right. And sometimes that just want to get out, party, turn up, do whatever. So I'm really happy that you were able to experience that. Um, however... Other reasons why you're coming up here is that you actually have a song with my good sis, Holly Michelle. Um, Song is called Outside, and it also has Super J on it. Or shall I say it was produced by Super J? No, it was produced by Rick Rude. Right. But Super J is featured on the song. Correct. So tell me a little bit about how how that collaboration came about with uh, you working with a PNW artist. A PNW artist. Yes. Um, It really happened um, when I slid out here last time when when me and you uh, had some conversation when I was out here for the If I Like It, um, you know, conversation that we had. um, I was made aware of her while I was here. You know, I thought she was dope. And I had never um, collabed with a female rapper you know what i'm saying so i thought she was dope and um you know we reached out to her we we, we tried to um get it popping and um i think we doubled back and, and hit you like yo can you can you make that connect happen you know what i'm saying so um we ended up reaching out to her um we told her what we was doing um so we sent her the record she immediately liked it we told her that we was finna shoot the video she was with it and um she turned the verse in the next day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She was lit. 
And um, I flew her out to uh, South Central and we did the video out there. So, um, you know, I put her in the vibe of what we had going that way. And um, it was dope, you know, definitely. What do you think that the uh, response has been to that record versus the one with uh, Jim Jones? Um, I think they night and day, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, the record with me and Jim um, was more of a... Um, you know, a radio record, you know what I'm saying? It was that approach. Outside was never, outside was never like, had a purpose so much of going to, to the radio market, even though, you know, I wanted it there. But the intentions I had for it was like, yo, we finna get back outside right now. The pandemic finna be up. They finna hit the club. I'm finna get a club something, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's what the reaction was like. Like it go, it go bananas in the club outside for real, and Holly slid on that. She did. Holly slid she on that. She slides on everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. So after outside, you ended up doing a new song called "Get It Started," featuring one of my faves, T Fly. Yo yo. Um. Tell me a little bit about that song. Like what? Like what's the story behind it? So um, you know, I'm I'm a man that I'm gonna give people flowers. Regardless, um, I don't got to have my macho out to not salute somebody. You know what I mean? And um, T-Fly was definitely a person that I always um, had love for. You know what I mean? I wanted to work with him. Um, and, you know, the timing was right. You know, I got the, I got the beat. Um, I went in the studio and worked with Rick Rude. Shout out to Rick Rude. And um, um, I told him what I was trying to do. So he gave me a record like that. Um, I hollered at some people who hollered at um, T-Fly and he hit my phone right after they called him and he was like, let's do it, man. When you ready, just send me the record. You know what I mean? So I sent him the record. Uh, he did the record, right? So the funny part about it is um, when I told him, yo, the record done, I want to get ready to drop it. Let's go on IG Live. So I played it for him and, and his reaction was like, whoa, because he never heard the finished finished you know the product of it so when we went on live and it's very his first time hearing the mix and master and everything done he was like yo wait run run that back you know what i'm saying so you know he definitely told me he said man you you serviced that record you know for sure so he's excited about it i'm excited about it and um that led to um him um telling me let's do some more records you have you mean? um ever thought about doing I don't remember the last person that did it but you know when you have like those albums or like EPs and it's like five songs and you have like two artists so it'd be like maybe a rapper and an R&B yeah. singer those are like usually good ones like have you guys ever talked about doing something like that me and um T-Fly haven't talked about well, well you know what S slightly because we just talked about actually working on a, on a project um, six, six song project that um he wanted to work with me on it wasn't um necessarily said that yo let's let's work on six records together just me and you mm -hmm. but you know t-fly does produce you know what i'm saying and things like that so he wanted to give me some records to see if i vibe to him um so you know that possibly could have turned into that too mm -hmm. but um me and super j as you see me and super j do a lot of work together and yeah. me and super j have been talking about doing that um that project you know what i'm saying because me and jack got a good we got a 
uh, probably an LP together if we would put all the songs that that we had. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, man. Shout out to, like, to my boy Super up, J. You know? Right. Put it all in one spot. People, yeah. people, we 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 appreciate those things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're creating our own little playlist. Right. Um. So let's keep moving forward. Like, so you recently have done some interviews at Hot ninety seven. You've been in New York. You have people flying down to like Vegas to do interviews with you, like I did. Um. I want to say you've recently been in Atlanta. What would you say has been your most anticipated interview that you've done thus far? Is that a trick question right now? Because I'm in Seattle and I'm doing this I Heart one with you. No, because that's, I've that's... interviewed you a few times, so you don't have to put me in it. Okay, okay. <laughs> one of my most anticipated um, interviews was my recent interview with Hip Hop Gamer of Hot 97. Um, I, um, I wanted to get this interview um, since uh, June of, of last year. Mm. Um, so we was, you know, we was trying to warm it up, warm up the situation. And, um, gamer hit me, uh, in December and he was like, yo, yo, yo son, um, word, I'm gonna be in, uh, Cali at the, um, the gaming convention and yo, can I do your hot 97 interview in the lab where you record. He said, I know I know artists want to get up to Hot 97 and get all the accolades and the backgrounds, whatever. He was like, but we can do this like a gamer comes to Cali. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To get this with you. So it was it was dope because um, that was on my bucket list to do last year. And it actually came right in the holidays. You know what I mean? So to end, to end that like Michael Jordan, you know what I'm saying? End that, that was dope. You know what I mean? It was a blessing. And... Actually, it was one of my dopest interviews because he really dug into the essence of, of who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He asked some real personal questions and things that I've um I don't I've never expressed on, on radio and and I don't think any platform, you know what I'm saying? So it was definitely dope. Um that was like really one of the things I really wanted to accomplish last year. I love that. It's always nice when you're able to accomplish something like right at the end of the year to where it's like, damn, I almost missed it. And yeah, then here it comes. Yeah. It just falls out the sky. And you're like, oh, yeah. look at yeah. you. It came. <laughs> yeah, it came out uh, December 20th, like a couple of days before Christmas. It went up on Hot 97's YouTube and things like that. It did very well. And um, it was dope for me to ha- actually have even brought that to myself without reaching out to uh, my New York team, like, you know, Vamp and Jim and everybody and, you know, trying to ask somebody, you know, can they put it together for me too? It was like, I kind of brought it to the table. You know what I mean? And I just think that it's dope sometimes to really show your, your movement that you're working. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. So speaking of working for Valentine's Day, which is, it's right around the corner. Like, dude, this month, like, <laughs> this right. month is already almost over like right. it's it's damn near the freaking 30th or 25th of january already um valentine's day you are going to be in vegas for the super uh splash super club tell me a little bit about what's going on down there and should i fly out oh yeah man splash supper club valentine's day they got your boy in there you know um we're gonna turn it up um i'm bringing t fly so we can get it started as the song says and we got a couple of um, other acts. Um, my boy Gucci Bands, um, my homegirl Envy Gold. Um, and we got a nice host. Um, one of my boys is a um, 
male model that's really doing things in the industry. So he gonna come do the host. You know, it's Valentine's night. So he gonna put some of that, you know, that 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 sexiness to it from the man version. Um, um, Bobby Proud. And um, it's dope. It's an opportunity to go and headline something out there and really, you know, hold my own as the pandemic has had us not performing for mm-hmm. about two plus years. You know, um, interviews, didn't, I mean, not interviews, shows didn't open back up until um, what, like August of last year? Feels like it. Yeah. So this is my first show in like two years. But what's dope about it, this is my first show and my moment to come out as a person who just signed with Vamp. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, so I'm reaping the um, benefits of it. You know, bag was different. And that's right. And things like that. So, you know. Give me my yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> and add in the commas. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> to be booked for Valentine's Day, though, that's a that's a it's like a bar in itself is saying like, you know, I'm, I may be a ladies man. You know what I mean? To have got that show that night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we are going to jump into something I like to call six randoms with Besa. Oh, um, number one, what has been the best thing that you've eaten in Seattle since you've like come out here these last few times? Oh, word up. The best thing that I had was yesterday mm. um, at uh, the MLK parade at the, um, what what museum is that? Um, was it I mean, Numb? Yeah, at the African American Museum yesterday, they had Nom. the ML ML Nom. Yeah, they had the MLK thing, and um, it was a catering truck there, man. Yeah, called Mo Vegan. Mo Vegan. We went over there, man. Like- shout, shout out to my boy Network Two Hundred Six, man. He scooped me up and he asked me that I want something, and we went to go eat, man. And fortunately, I didn't get to eat what he wanted me to go eat, but we came across these people, man. Mo Vegan. You know what I'm saying? Um, Shouts out to them over there. They provided me the bomb, the best tasting vegan tacos ever. <laughs> it was lit, like lit. It had like the diced mangoes on it with the cilantro and all that. They gave me four of them things. Psh, you heard? And, um, you know, I told them like, you know, how can I get this before I leave a part of Seattle? <laughs> like, where were you yeah, at next? Yeah, but the but the thing about it was they um they moving through the city on the truck and they do really mostly do catering. Mm. Shouts out to Mo Vegan. If you in Seattle, I, I want to put y'all up on something in case y'all ain't went because I'm I'm definitely swerving back from Cali and finna get some more of them. But Mo Vegan is popping. You know what I mean? Mo Vegan was like the best place that I've had out here. I love it. Shoot, I remember yeah. uh, I took you to local one time. You had like a fish and chip. You said that was pretty good. But you're like, you're vegetarian. So I'm like, I wonder if he's like found some vegan food. So I'm, ha- I'm happy that you found one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, and that was by default too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was by default too. I tried to get some vegan food at the spot last night. And um, this is true. they ran out of the vegan tacos. You know what I'm saying? Everything I, everything I ordered there, they didn't have. You know this what I'm is saying? true. This is true. Same. Um, okay, uh, fashion wise, where does Mark Handsome shop at? Man, um, I'm a fashion head, you know what I'm saying? So the thing about it is, is, um, when, when you fashion trendy, you, you know how to really put them pieces together, you know? Um, but the brands that I have been staying close to and sticking to is, um, Definitely uh, Avenue, George V. Paris. Definitely them. Um, 
It's a new brand called Rockstar. Yeah, they got that whole that whole stuff over there. You know what I mean? And you know me, I always wear the Playboy. Get down the Playboy joint. So them is the three. Uh, those are the three brands that um I I try to I stick to. You know what I mean? But overall, fashion wise, um, I pretty shop everywhere. You know when you when you when you got that. You know, you know how to put them things together. You know, I slid uh, into a new place out here. I slid to a new place out here, man, Where'd in Seattle too. I went to Platinum Plus Fashions. That's in Tacoma, right? I went to Platinum Plus Fashions. Now you know and, I can't um, see. I am blind. <laughs> I went to um, Platinum Plus Fashions out here. Um, Met a um, woman who been holding the business down out here in um, out in y'all town in Washington. Um, we went over there yesterday um, to check out the store, and um, she gave me some nice pieces over there for sure. I put me a good piece together. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I found me a little gym out here when I come out this way. You know what I'm saying? I might can leave one outfit at home and just grab one to add in here. You know what I mean? Got some options out here now. Yeah, yeah. Cause I definitely didn't know where it was at out here, so you know I, I don't I don't slip when I come out here. I make sure I come all the way ready. You I know love what I'm that. Shoot. Okay. So, what is a goal of someone that you want to work with before the year's over? Man, Usher. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll take yeah. that one. I'll take that one. Yeah. Uh, next question. What is some advice that you have for someone that's in the music game but wants to reinvent themselves? Definitely have the vision first of what you want to do. And also, if you want to reinvent yourself, be willing to make the past victories of the previous brand be irrelevant to you. You know what I'm saying? So you can focus on the new start. You know, because, you know, when you hold on to old baggage, you can't you can't pick up new things. You know what I'm saying? So I would tell anybody to if you're thinking about doing that first, sit and understand what the goal is and what you're trying to do. Have enough confidence to do it and um, trust the process. You know what I mean, I definitely, definitely. What is uh, one misconception of Compton? One misconception of Compton? Mm hmm. I don't think there's no misconception of Compton. Everything you hear about Compton is Compton. What they said is what they said. Yeah, for real. That's the <laughs> statement. What they said is what they said, for sure. And then what is one misconception of Mark Handsome? Damn, one misconception of me. Um, I don't know. A lot of people see me and may think, like, I'm on some, I may be on some Hollywood shit. I mean, Hollywood stuff. Because, um, um, I'm always trying to be, um, on point, you know, I put a lot into being on point because we're a brand, you know, and a lot of people who what they say, you know, I need people around me who don't who don't take my celebrations as bragging, but mm -hmm. my celebrations as, um, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. So a lot of people who don't do what you do or put into themselves what you do, um, a lot of them see it as you. You know, I don't know, maybe being cocky about what you're doing or whatever. And I don't carry that. I'm I'm very humble. Um, I'm very uh approachable. Um, and I and I never forget where I come from. So one of the misconceptions about me, I think, would be that just looking at how I put myself together and automatically assuming that I may feel like I'm above something. 
And I don't feel like I'm above anything. I just feel like I put my all into what I do. And, and if that's how you take it, then, you know, you, you might have to, you know, reset. But that's definitely a misconception of me because most people know I do for people before I do for myself. This for sure. And then bonus question. What would Mark Handsome tell his 15-year-old self? What would Mark Handsome tell his 15-year-old self? Dang, that's a good one, boy. <laughs> what would I tell my 15-year-old self? Um, I don't know. I don't know that one. You don't know? I don't know that one. Or I, do you I just don't. know what to say? Nah, I don't really know that. I'm like, what would I tell my 15-year-old self? I think, where I, what was I doing at 15? Yeah, um... Cause yeah, I, I was I was solid at fifteen too. Like you know what I mean. I don't really know what I would tell my fifteen year old self. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good question, Bessie. <laughs> hey, look, I'm a, I'm gonna text you that one. Okay, so I'm gonna <laughs> add that in in the credits. We don't know now, but shoot. I'm gonna text you that one. Okay, well, um, shoot, that is all the questions that I have for you right now. Is there anything else that you want to say to the people in terms of what you have coming up, what they can look forward to? Um, well, I do want to um, shout out my um, circle of people who daily um, support support me for sure. Um, I want to shout out uh, Tiny. I want to shout out Double XL. Um, I want to shout out Truth Marks. Um, I want to shout out DJ Moni, DJ K Dev. You know, um, and also, man, salute to my people who brought me out this way. Um, Network Two Hundred Six and Kendra, man, they moved me through the city. Uh, these last uh couple days, very uh efficiently. You know what I mean? So. I'm always want to salute uh, everybody that play a part of anything I'm doing because I know that I don't do it myself. And I know that uh, the mission is bigger than me, you know, um, take a village like they say. So I definitely always want to make sure that that's one important thing that I um, water my uh, my flowers around me. You know what I mean? As you should, because the flowers start weltering. Well, <laughs> yeah. so does the career at some point because the, the team is falling down. So you right. definitely want to do that. Right. And it's hard. You know what I mean? Um, it's hard being an artist and keeping the team together. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like uh, this entertainment thing is one of the most case sensitive businesses. Like, I, I feel like a lot of times you can't even be authentic um, to your true feelings when doing business, everybody gets so um, offended by the smallest thing and they don't even talk about it. How you know you offended somebody is uh, you you unfollow nowadays. Mm -hmm. No, no, nobody don't call and be like, yo, you know, let's let's talk about that thing. You know what I mean? So it's very hard to um, keep a team around you. So if you have some people who weather the storm with you, you definitely got to let them know you're grateful at all times. Um, for them, you know, because as an artist, sometimes you get passionate about things. And because because even when you have management, a lot of management still do other things um, that put the bag on their table. Mm -hmm. 
But when you a full time artist and this ain't no game to you, it's not an up and coming thing and your bag is all connected to what you do and you're placing that into their hands. You know, anything can can, you know, ruffle your feathers the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? And then you you react into it. So I think even the team a lot of time got to take a lot of the passion that come from the artist and and not be offended by it. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, what was important to me right now is really to shout out to people who who deal with me and all his shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God Word. bless y'all. I'm Word. kidding. Um, all right, well, shoot. I want to thank you so much for coming in. Um, definitely can't wait to see what you're doing next. Hopefully, you're able to find some more vegan food. By the way, if you haven't been to Plum Bistro, that's actually very good vegan food, and it's black owned. Well. You know, I plan on, you know, sliding back to Seattle. You know, I heard uh, Bessa was going to put me on that next mixer, mixer panel. You know what I'm saying? You did? Yeah, somebody called me. I think, your, you know, your management or something said they want to book book me for that. So I said, it's, it's cool. You ain't even got to get it through my management. <laughs> me, and, me and her tight. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, tell her it's all good. I'm there. All right, we'll look into that. Um, real quick, y'all. Uh, look, I hope that you guys all enjoyed this episode of Rewind with Basa. I hope that you learned something about Mark Handsome. And definitely make sure that you check out all of his music, including this song with Holly Michelle. Um, but as usual, you guys already know what I'm going to say. Until next time, make sure that you have an amazing rest of your day. And of course, keep that energy high. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. <laughs>